on an interview yesterday, one of my guests shared a book with me and a concept. It stopped me right in my tracks, and I had to talk about it today. I couldn't wait one more minute. Check it out. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. Dreams do not come true just because you dream them. It's hard work that makes things happen. It's hard work that creates change. Shonda Rhimes. DC Tribe Josh Thomas, so glad to have you here. Be sure to subscribe, follow, send a smoke signal, call me on your cell phone, whatever it is that you want to do. Hit that hotline bling. Make sure you're subscribing to the Do Zone podcast on Apple and or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Unbreakable Teams. We fix broken systems for entrepreneurs so they can go farther, faster. You can learn more by going to unbreakableteams.com. I want to talk to you about something that I actually heard yesterday. I interviewed a gentleman named Gregory Benedict uh, for the podcast It will come out in a little while, Um, but one of the things that he brought up that I would like to share with you today is he mentioned a book, a book that changed his life, a book that completely changed the trajectory of his life and forced him to really think about what he was doing with every single moment he had left. And the book was by a lady named Bronnie Ware. And the book is called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. Uh, So Ms. Ware was a nurse, I believe a hospice nurse, uh, for end-of-life care. And she cared for more than 500 patients in her career as this nurse. And uh, this book came out, I don't know, a decade ago. I have not, in all, all transparency, I have not yet read this book. But you kind of get the idea. Uh, She asks all of these people who are at the end of their life uh, tons of questions. And one of the things that she asks is, do you have any regrets? And the thing that really stood out to her was not only did everyone have regrets, but almost everyone had the exact same regrets. And so she condensed those down to the top five, and I'm going to read them to you now without context, without explaining them, just so that you understand what they are. You can look this up on the internet, so I'm not plagiarizing or anything, Uh, but these are the top five regrets of the dying. Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. 
And number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Now, I want you to let that sink in for a moment. I want you to think about yourself sitting on that deathbed, about to take your last breath, and these being the thoughts that are swimming through your head. And I want you to go through that exercise. I want you to really think about that. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish that I had let myself be happier. If that was you, and you were saying these things, how would you feel about your life? What would you feel at that moment that you may have lost or missed out on? Have you been in a situation where you were at someone's deathbed and you could see it? Maybe they didn't say those words exactly. Maybe they didn't say anything at all. Maybe you could just see it in their eyes, in their face. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. I wish that I had let myself be happier. The problem is, if we really dig in uh, to the psychology and science of everything, human beings are wired to crave belonging. They are wired to seek out acceptance. Uh, back in the uh, primitive days, if you were a single person out on the prairie by yourself, you were a target for apex predators, uh, and they were going to eat you. You were going to be some saber-toothed lion's lunch. And so we go to packs and tribes for protection and comfort. We are designed to seek that out. And by design, when you are part of a tribe, you get this serotonin boost. Yes, I belong. That's what belonging does. It gives you serotonin. And so we're seeking that out. And because we're seeking it out, we know that if I'm going to be part of this group, I can't always do my own thing. I got to kind of wear the same kind of clothes. I got to speak the same language. I got to follow the same patterns and, and be, use uh, respect the same people and traditions and customs. I don't want to upset the group because they're going to cast me out. That's how we're wired. And for those of you uh, not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, Maslow uh, was a famous psychologist, I don't know, 100 years ago, Abraham Maslow. And he designed this hierarchy, which helped you understand in what order do we need certain things as a human being. And the bottom rung of the hierarchy, the most base fundamental thing is uh, shelter, sustenance, food, water, those types of things. When we don't have those, uh, that's all we can think about. 
But when we do have those, then we start thinking about safety and security. And when we have food and shelter and safety and security, the next rung is belonging. We need to feel like we belong to something. But it doesn't matter if we belong to anything if we don't have anything to eat. <laughs> right? So that's how that's why it's a hierarchy. We keep going up and up to the things that are more refined. Now, interestingly enough, belonging comes before self-actualization or exploring and being true to yourself. And so not only are we physiologically designed to seek out the approval of others, but we're psychologically designed to put that approval of others before our own self-approval. So we have the entire deck stacked against us, leading us to sit on our deathbeds and look back and say, what was it all for? Why did I care so much about what somebody else told me I should do? Why did I follow the path that somebody else expected of me? Why did I go and work so hard because somebody else told me that that's what I needed to be doing or working for somebody else? Why didn't I express my feelings because I didn't want to get cast out of the pack? Why didn't I stay in touch with my friends? Somebody told me that they weren't good people for me. Why didn't I let myself be happier? Because the people I surrounded myself with decided that they weren't going to be happy. And in order for me to stay there, I had to also not be happy. Even though I wanted to be happy, I couldn't let myself be happy. It all comes down to external pressure. What kind of external pressures are forming these five regrets into your future self right now. Identify them. Seek first to understand what is happening around you right now, wherever you are in your life. There's a high percentage chance you are not currently on your deathbed. Maybe you are. Maybe you have those regrets. Maybe you don't. But if you still have some capability in you to go out and make a change, go make that change. Identify the source that is prohibiting you from being that person that you really truly want to be, that self-actualization. Eliminate the barriers and the resistance that will help you be that person. Don't work so hard. Express your feelings. Call your friends. Be happy. Live a life true to yourself. Because if you don't do that, you will be sitting there at the end of your life wishing that you had. That'll do it for this episode of The Do Zone. I really appreciate you being here. Make sure that uh, you follow and subscribe. Tell a friend about this episode if you feel like somebody needs to hear it. I would really appreciate that. I don't do any marketing or promotions of this podcast. If you're listening to it, it's because we've built a relationship or somebody that you know has made that recommendation. Please share this episode with anybody 
again, that you feel it will impact or anybody that you feel really, really needs this message right now. If you're an entrepreneur, we can help you fix your broken systems. Go to unbreakableteams.com. And until then, hey, go do something. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend. Screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories. Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.